you know what time it is. It's a brother's got next. It's your boy Quab. Of course, I'm joined by my boy, my ace, my partner, D. What's up? What's good, man? How's it going? I'm doing pretty good. Now you you teased us a bit on uh episode 76 uh-huh. and 75, I think. You had some <laughs> you had some right. big news on the horizon. Now most of the Instagram and social media world might know what this big news is. But D, I'm gonna I'm gonna leave it to you here, man. What's popping in Darian and his lovely wife Ellie's world? Yeah, so me and the in the lovely wife uh became first time home buyers, first time home owners. Yeah. Um yeah, it's a long time coming. Uh, you know, uh, I'm 39, we 40 next year. I always wanted to kind of own before I was 40, so I accomplished that. Beautiful. And, um, Beautiful. yeah, just you know, we've been renting and doing that whole thing for so long. You know, it's just a long time coming that you know, me and my wife finally get to own, and uh, it's a great feeling, man. You know, uh, you know, just to, to have property to own and you know develop equity and all that it's yeah it's great man um it's awesome yeah yeah it was a big moment obviously one of the best i i have to say definitely one of the top moments in my life you know besides probably getting married and you know graduating college you know it's 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 up there milestone yeah you had a lot of yeah definitely a milestone um yeah so uh yeah man just just really happy excited um you know uh yeah so we're gonna kind of get everything going here this weekend and uh yeah just looking forward to you know owning having home ownership being a homeowner you know with that with that uh, you know what that comes with so uh yeah i mean i know a lot of my friends already some a lot of my friends already own homes and i'm sure they would say the same thing especially you know when they bought their first home and became first-time home buyers i'm sure they had the same feeling so uh you know, I know you and Maya will experience that one day as well. So, uh, yeah, it's a great feeling, man. I, 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 it's almost something you can't really describe or explain uh, until you go through the process and do it. Um, and then obviously moving into the home and then, you know, kind of, you know, it's like, man, this is this is it. You know what I mean? I mean, I know people sometimes, you know, get yeah, first home is not always a forever home. But, you know, you know, you just never know. But it's nothing like buying your first one, you know becoming that first time home buyer. Yeah, that's exciting, you know, and um I know quite a few people that own a home and they've all said the same thing, man. It's such a some of the best experiences you'll have. It's a stressful experience, but once everything yes, is yes. finished, <laughs> you move in, you know, now you can whatever you guys want to do, whether it's you just your your own your, your privacy, you want to host people pretty often. You guys have all the options in the world. So um, I'll be looking forward to that hustle, man. You know, I'll be there. And um, <laughs> right, I know a lot of people already told us that our first barbecue next summer. I'm already making plans there. You know <laughs> yeah, I see. I, I'm a, I'm gonna I'm decorate my room when I come there. Wow. <laughs> yo, yo, yo. <laughs> I just thought about something. <laughs> yeah. Remember any time one of us move, somebody's gonna hit you. They're like, what about Quab? <laughs> <laughs> so I'm the, like, back, yeah, the background behind that is. Me and Darian have been, as people know, we were roommates um, in college. We were roommates in Bristol, Connecticut back in the late 2000s and the early 2010s. And anytime one of us would move, mostly when it was like Darian moving away, people would be like, oh, congrats, but what about Quab? And I'd be like, well, like, <laughs> Darian's an adult. Like, you expect, they still expect us to be living together. Like, they think me, you, 
um, Maya and Ellie are gonna be all like roommates in like a house one day. Like, that's <laughs> gonna happen. Like, I, I, I think it's safe to say me and you will never live together again. No, no, absolutely not. Unless you know, God forbid, some... anything happens. Right, right, drastic. <laughs> I mean, life happens. I get it. Like you know, you could come stay with your boy for a little while to get. You know, I always say, you know, life happens. I get it. You know, things happen, and you know, sometimes people need to get back on their feet. Yeah. But as far as living like in the long term, <laughs> yeah, nah, those yeah, days like, are way over. Yeah, what about you? Be like, yeah, <laughs> yeah, I know. No, I'm, that's, when I come to your awesome. wedding next year, they're gonna be like, they're gonna be like, yeah, so why did Quad move in with you? I'll be like, dude, no, like, no, <laughs> yeah, he's a grown we're all, man. We're all, we're all grown up now. <laughs> yeah, we're grown, we're grown, <laughs> yeah, we're really grown, like, really, really, really grown. So, uh, I know, man, it's been a long time since our. Our twenties at UNLV, you know, you think of us. Look at that man, Darian. You went from Tonopata on a homeowner. Look at that. <laughs> I know, right? That's crazy. <laughs> you went from the dorms to owning a home. That's yeah, because the dorms were my first experience living without my parents. You know, like I was same, though. same. And I yeah, loved every you know, second. That was the first time awesome. I didn't live with my parents when I was in the dorms. So I went from the dorms, yeah, to apartment to apartment to apartment. Um, sometimes coming back to my mom's house, had a pit stop at my dad's. Then, you know, apartment, 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 you know, ever since me and my, me and my wife have been married, even since we've been together, like living together, we've always, you know, had apartments, you know, never owned. So for both of us, this is like a first for both of us. So it's like, it's just a great feeling, man, to, to own a, own a home and know that this is yours. Like, this is not yeah. like, you have to worry about a, a lease, like, oh man, the, the, the rent is going to go up and we got to look to go somewhere else. Cause you know, you don't want to pay the the you know the high rent so yeah man it's uh it's a great feeling yeah that's really cool man well congrats once again but let's Appreciate get into it. our Appreciate let's get into our degree here it's the uh nfl midseason mark we're gonna do a little nfl midseason checkup just a few questions i want to get some of your thoughts and uh before i get into it as as most of our social media followers know i did go to the steelers eagles game this weekend in philly it was a beautiful day um, everything was beautiful, but the Steelers, the, the fans were even nice, <laughs> the Eagles fans. I was impressed, you know, like there's this, this, this negative, uh, you know, stereotype of their fans being like mean and starting fights. The funny thing is when I was there, it probably helped that they were blowing us out too, but even like early parts of the game, they, it, it's almost like they went out of their way to prove they weren't like mean. Cause one of the dudes, it was a brother sitting next to me. He like gave me a dap after the Steelers scored a touchdown is tied at seven, seven. He's like, see, man, like, we're cool. People try to act like we're always, like, beating people up. And, like, I'm like, wow, well, they're very nice. So, shout out to Eagles fans. <laughs> <laughs> okay. It's the same way with a Dallas game. Yeah, I think it'd be different if I had a different – because there's no – obviously, there's no rivalry between – Yeah, we're in, and you guys are in different, like, conferences. Like, you're in the yeah. AFC, they're in the NFC. There's really no reason to be – Hostile, and they're in the same state too. But supposedly so, they beat up everybody. That's what the stereotype is. <laughs> oh yeah, I guess. Yeah, but I think you know Dallas, the Giants, obviously the you know the Commanders. It's probably different because those that's in the division, their rivalries. Yeah, I, I don't like for the Steelers. I can see that. Like they're probably like, yeah, we play you guys what every four years. So mm-hmm. yeah, it's not that big of a deal, you know. Yeah, and also um, that that goes on in a lot of other stadiums too, man. You go into another stadium with the opposing team's jersey on, things can go down. It's, it's, that's just sports in general. You know? Right, right, right. I feel like it's mostly football games. Though. I don't feel like you see a lot of fights at like basketball games. You know no, absolutely not. Yeah, no. Yeah, you don't really see that. I don't know why. I just and remember that. in basketball games, sometimes fans come for certain players. So like, 
you can be a fan of the opposing player and not really like that opposing team. Yeah. Like, you know, people go for LeBron. So they're like, oh, I like LeBron. They may not like the Lakers, but they're rooting for LeBron. So, yeah, people are not going to take offense to that because the one thing about the NBA that I feel like NBA fans are respect are great players. It's a yeah, play- for sure. It's a player's it's a player-based league, so. league. Yeah, for sure. It's a, definitely a player's league. So, yeah, like, even if they're not a fan of who that guy plays for, they respect like 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 okay like it's you know going back to Michael Jordan like I would talk to so many people that hated the Bulls but they're like man Jordan's so good like they would love to go see him you know what I mean it yeah. was just like seeing him in person was just like and they would be in awe like yeah dude like I hate the Bulls but dog watching Michael Jordan play is like I mean it's like a once in a lifetime experience you know what I mean yeah so, for sure yeah yeah so I think it's like that with the NFL is different because right it's more of a team. Like, it's the team. It isn't, you know, you're not going there to watch a player. I mean, I know, obviously, Brady is, is who he is. Mahomes is great. You know, you've had other great players, you know, from the past. But I think it's more of a team thing mm-hmm. than a player. Yeah, for sure. Mm-hmm. But cool, man. Let's get into a couple of things here. I want to, I want your thoughts, some, some mid-season awards or, you know, just some topics that we'll go across here. So I'll start with the first one. Your MVP so far is blank. I'm. I can't believe. It. I would have never thought I would say this before this uh, season started, or even <laughs> in the off season. But I'm gonna go with Jalen Hurts. Good one. Um, yeah, ten touchdowns, two interceptions, one hundred five QB rating, eighteen hundred yards passing so far. Uh, the team is undefeated, and he's a big reason why they are. I yeah, mean, he's balling. Yeah, I mean the defense is really good as well, um, both on the in, you know the back end and the front end. But he's a big reason why they are undefeated and why they are uh, – what their record is. As Parcells always says, you are what your, what your record is. So the reason why their their record is what it is is because of Jalen Hurts. So I'm going to say right now, just, you know, midseason-wise, we'll see how, you know, we're about halfway, you know, seven, eight games in, um, how the season progresses at the end of the season. But I would say right now, if the Eagles – I don't think the Eagles are going to go undefeated, but if they are – you know, 16 and one or 15 and two. Um, and they have the best record in the NFC, maybe in his NFL. I, I, you know, and Hertz is on pace to probably at least have about close to 30 touchdowns, you know, and single digit interceptions. I would say, you know, he's my Missy's MVP as of right now. Okay. That's a good one. I was thinking about him and seeing him up close, man. He's dramatically improved from last year. He, he tends to stay in the pocket a lot more. I think he only had two or three rushing attempts, which is a really good thing, man. Like he mm. looks, through, he goes through his reads. He was throwing the deep ball accurately. I mean, AJ Brown was just destroying the Steelers, catching on double coverage. He looked, man. He reminded me of To in in up up close, man. I was really impressed with AJ Brown, but um, yeah, yeah, that's a good one. I was gonna, I'm gonna go with Josh Allen. Um, if you look at his numbers, 19 touchdowns, six interceptions, over 20, over already has over 2,000 yards. Um, receiving obviously the bills are six and one right now so mm-hmm. they're, they're right behind you know the eagles for the best record in the league and um they they've lived up to the hype you know the the, the bills are considered i would say the super bowl favorite and it looks right like they're, they're lead they're, they're headed towards that um so far so he's lived up to the hype there's a lot of pressure on that team no surprises i'm sure you're not surprised they're playing this well i think the eagles i think we all like them to make the playoffs we're probably a little surprised that they're this good mm-hmm. so yeah, but not, I, I like Jalen Hurts, but I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go with Josh Allen for mine. All right, well, who has been your most surprising team so far? This last wow. team came out of nowhere. Yeah, it has to be the Seattle Seahawks, bro. I mean, we the thought they would five. be. 
awful. <laughs> yeah, we both did. I think, you know, if we go back and listen to our preseason uh, pod, yeah, we thought they'd be one of the worst teams in the league. Yeah, like, for sure. Like, yeah, one I mean, team. they're 5-3 and three leading that division. I I mean, if you would have told me that before the season, I would have probably laughed in your face and probably said, don't ever watch football, talk to me about football ever again. But, um, yeah, man, Seattle, man. I mean, Gino, you know, it's funny. I'm kind of contradicting myself here because, you know, we just talked about Jalen Hurts and Josh Allen as MVP. I'm not saying Geno's MVP, but if you look at Geno's numbers, 13 TDs, three inter- three interceptions. Dark Horse MVP, right? 19, 19, yeah, 1925 yards, 107.2 QB rating. I mean, wow. if you would have told me that Geno Smith would have had that midway through the season, I would again, I would have laughed in your face. Like, yeah, okay. I would have been like, you're you're a, a delusional Seahawk fan, but <laughs> Yeah, dude. I mean, I can't. I can't front. I can't really. I have really nothing to say here. I, it has to be. It has to be the Seahawks. I mean, I don't. I mean, I. I don't know who you're gonna pick, but I just. I don't see how any other team hasn't been a surprise. I mean, they lead the division with the Rams, the Niners, and the Cardinals, who we all thought, you know, would be playoff teams, or we thought the Rams would probably be at the top of that division, winning. You know, they're the defending Super Bowl champs. I mean, but the Seahawks midway through the season to lead that division and with and Geno Smith playing the way he's playing, man. I don't think anybody saw this coming. Yeah. I, uh, <laughs> I did not see that at all, man. I was like, I thought they'd be one of the worst teams. I don't say of all time. <laughs> <laughs> well, remember, but Drew I, Locke was, was on pace. I mean, right at the preseason, they had Drew Locke as the starting quarterback. Geno was going to be the backup. And then Drew Locke was so bad that he lost – we kept saying, like, man, Drew Locke must be so bad that he lost the starting job to Geno Smith. I mean, we were clowning them. We were like, yeah, they're going to be awful. But then you go from that first game when they played the Denver, and, you know, we see how Denver is right now, and you were like, you were like, yo. we And, you know, I, I'm not going to lie. I thought that was maybe an anomaly. I was like, oh, okay, that's just maybe one week. You know, the whole, you know, the emotion and Russell Wilson coming back and all that, they just kind of got up for that game. But as you saw this this the season progress, especially halfway, you're like, yo, Gino is all right. You know what I mean? He's yeah. balling, like he's doing his thing. Like, where was this like his whole career? I don't, you know, I don't know. Maybe it took him time and maybe Seattle was that perfect, you know, spot and you know, Pete Carroll's that perfect coach to get it all out of him. But I mean, we saw it in college. We saw the potential in college. We saw it. We mm-hmm. thought like it would translate right away, and it, we were like, mm, I don't know. This far in, in his career, though, is the surprise. Like, he's it's not like this is his second or third year. Like, he's been in the league for a little while, Geno Smith, and it, it's nice to see him playing well, man. I mean, I think he's a guy yeah. we've, made, we've made a lot of fun of him over the years. Yes. Understandably so. It's not like oh, he right. was yeah. – I mean, how many, how many different teams has he been on? When he started with the Jets. Played on the Giants for a little bit. He was on the Giants, right. Yeah. He was Eli's think- backup. Yeah, and then I think the Seahawks, I think just those three. Right, so he's been on three different teams. Yeah, it's like you would, I mean, yeah, man, no, definitely the Seattle Seahawks are my are my surprise team. Yeah, it's hard to beat that one. I mean, another team you could argue with is the Giants. <laughs> you weren't big on them. You know me. I'm yeah, I like wasn't. I thought they'd be awful, too. Yeah, I didn't think they'd be that good. I mean, but six and two. Yeah, I think uh, – I've always been kind of a kind of like secretly rooted for the, these these Daniel Jones led. <laughs> but you know what I said at the beginning of the year, D. I said you know a lot of people are saying like, oh, who do they have? I'm like, look, they have a new coach. That is a big thing. Like the coach can change the culture, and I think he's done that. Now right. I don't think they're as good as their record because you watch a lot of their games. They they kind of squeak by teams, 
But hey, they're still six and two. Um, they're in a good spot in a, in a really tough division. Um, but yeah, I would probably go with them only because. Well, Seattle beat them. Seattle beat yeah, them this past week. So that's they why I, I agree with you on that. But when I was looking at everything, I said, okay, Seattle is five and three, right? The Giants are six and two, but they just beat the Giants. You know what I mean? They just gave the Giants a second loss. And I know it was in Seattle, but yeah, I mean, just, yeah. Like, in Seattle, I expected that to happen. If it was right. in New York, I probably would have picked the Giants there. But right. yeah, yeah. But uh, no, you're right. That was a good win by, by Seattle. Seattle has a really good opportunity, man, especially with that division. I mean, the Cardinals are super disappointing, although I wasn't high yeah. this year anyway. Um, the Rams look like a mess. I don't know what's going on with them. They look like a mess. But if you look at the Seahawks schedule, like they got the Cardinals coming up, the Bucks, the, the Raiders, ugh, the, the Rams again, the Panthers. Yo, they have a chance to, of their next five games, they could probably win about four of them. So, right, right, yeah. right. Wow, Seahawks. Yeah, I think another team that I would, I would, uh, you know, dark or surprise was the Atlanta Falcons. But we thought how, when we talked about how bad they would be, too, they'd now. be awful. Yeah, yeah I mean, I know they're crazy. four and four, and they're leading that division because that division is not that good. They lead at four and four, but man, I thought Atlanta would be awful too. So they were another team I was besides the Falcons. I mean, besides the Seahawks, I was thinking about, but you know, I de- ultimately went with the Seahawks. But yeah, the Falcons are definitely another surprise team. Man, never thought they'd be leading division halfway into the season. Yeah, it just goes to show you that, like, when we're doing our preseason predictions, you just don't know. Like, we, we try to, like, oh, this team's going to be awful. And I'm not saying we're not – we won't hit that every once in a while. Like, yeah, we'll probably be – our points will be accurate. I remember a couple of years ago where, like, the Jets are going to be awful and the Jets were awful. They, they're they another surprise team, by the way, are the Jets. Yeah, they are. They yeah, are. Although I don't yeah. like Zach Wilson. I don't think he's good. Yeah, well, I think a lot of people have been saying, I don't think Zach Wilson's the answer. Yeah, I think they're going to have to really – probably look you know unfortunately as they have been they're probably gonna have to look for another qb going into next year whether it's through the draft or maybe trying to make some big time trade or i don't know who the free agent quarterbacks are but they may have to go sign you know a veteran not a veteran guy per se but somebody that's like you know can start and be you know a decent starter you know what i mean yeah it's one of those things where like I just he just doesn't pass the eye test for me because I agree. it's only his second season. So the the, the organization is going to be patient. I don't think they're going to do anything this upcoming off season. I think they'll stick with him, try to see if he gets better throughout the off season. But yeah, I just he doesn't do anything where I'm like, ooh, wow, look at you know Zach Wilson. He makes a lot of right. Talk about making some awful throws, like bro, what are you doing? Like, well, the strength of that team is their defense and the running game, and obviously, what's yeah. his name? Hall. Reese Hall, yeah, that's yeah, smart. went out for you know he's out for the season. Unfortunately, he was he was on pace of having really having a good year, you know, in his mm-hmm. rookie year, but he unfortunately went down. So that's why they made the trade for the uh, the Jags uh, running back. Um, I forget, I'm blanking on his uh, name, James Robinson. James yeah. Robinson, yeah. So they end up picking him up, but yeah, the strength of, the strength of the, uh, the Jets is really running the ball and playing good defense now. Yeah, we'll see how James Robinson, you know, pans out, you know, for the rest of the season. Um, I do like the Jets' defense, um, but, yeah, the weakness is that quarterback, you know, because I think they do have young weapons that can really, you know, play, but the quarterbacks just can't get them the ball, so. Yeah, they can't at all. Yeah, yeah. All right, um, how about we move on to the next thing of the most disappointing team? Who's that team you're like, yo, I like them, and now they're like, yo, they're kind of ass. Uh <laughs> I would say the, the Las Vegas Raiders. Um, yeah, see, I wasn't feeling them this year. Yeah, yeah. I mean, to be honest, like I, I, you know, the obvious choices are the Broncos, the Packers, the Bucks, and I'm sure you may pick one of them, and that's and that's fine. But 
they're probably the obvious ones. But I would the, the Raiders just because okay, first of all, they got shut out this past week. Now you got shut out with arguably the best wide receiver in the league. I and think Derek Carr's for three yards. I know. I think Derek like Carr's a decent quarterback. You have you know, one I'm of the not most big under- on him. I'm not a big Carr guy. You know that. Yeah. <laughs> you have one of the most underrated running backs in the league yep. in Josh Jacobs. And I know, I know they were missing Darren Waller because I, I think Darren Waller is one of the best tight ends in the league. As he well. doesn't even play anymore. Like, you know, what, what's going on with them? Yeah, I don't know. But Renfro's done nothing this year. Exactly. They have all that talent, and you gave. And now I know the sentence D is good, but zero points. And I know it was on the road, and people say, "Oh, they were on the road." It doesn't matter, dog. You have an offensive coach in Josh McDaniels, who's also I, I'm. I'm starting to say – I'm just starting to think he's just not a head coach. Yeah, he might just not be good. He's just a coordinator. Yeah, I think he's right. And that's okay. Yeah. Yeah, it's okay to have a – you know, that you're a good coordinator, not a good head coach. But, yeah, this may be a one-and-done kind of kind of season for the Raiders as far as a head coach. I think, you know, I wouldn't be shocked that, you know, if they if they continue at this pace where they, they only end up getting like four or five wins, I, I think Josh McDaniels is going to be one-and-done and they'll have to be looking for another coach again. But, uh, yeah, just disappointing, man. All that talent on offense. I, I know their D is not the greatest. Um, it's it's it's. It's like I think it's like I. it's all right. It's like a bend don't break kind of thing. But yeah, come on, dude, you can't get shut out. And not 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 in today's NFL. You know, with with all with they made it so much of an advantage for the for offense for the offensive side of the ball, and you get shut out. And like I said, the Saints D is good. I don't know if they're like shut out good, but they're good. You should definitely been able to score like at least 14 points or so or something like that. But yeah, yeah. nah, the Raiders to me are the most yeah. disappointing. I, I know you weren't feeling them before the season, but I thought they would, I, I, I thought they'd at least be competitive. You know, I knew they weren't going to be the, the best in their division. We, we all thought, you know, both of us thought they would probably be last in the division, but just by default, yeah, I thought they'd be competitive, but yeah, no, they're the most disappointing team to me right now in the NFL. Man, I definitely think we overhyped the AFC West, huh? We did, oh for sure. For I don't sure. blame anybody. I thought it would just be electric all season. Daniel Hack is awful. Then Russell Wilson looks like, I don't know what his deal is. Because he still has an arm. Like, he can still throw the ball downfield. It's just not accurate. I'm like, what is going on with him? But I expected that team to be, like, Super Bowl contenders. So I was definitely off on that prediction. <laughs> um I don't even know. I honestly, I think Hackett would have got fired if they would have lost that game in, in London to the Jags. So he definitely saved his gig uh, by winning that game. So yeah, I just think he saved it for like now, though. I don't, and I don't think it's like <laughs> a long term thing. I think he, don't be surprised if he still gets fired, like walking off the field, like you know, at the end of the season. Oh, damn, you know, not even after walking off the field. Yeah, walking off the field. Yeah, like yeah, like especially if they don't make the playoffs. Like yeah, it was. I mean, it's to me, it's already been a disaster. He's definitely not a head coach, a head coach, you no. know, kind of guy. I don't even know if he's a good coordinator, to be honest with you. But um, <laughs> he, doesn't, he doesn't come from great lineage, as as we both know. So um, <laughs> no, he doesn't. Yeah, yeah. So I mean, I think he's also maybe a one and done situation, just like Josh McDaniels. I I think it's gonna happen either way because I I mean, unless they just make some miraculous, like you know, they go on some kind of run, you know, where they reel off like seven straight or something. I don't see it happening. I think they're going to get a new head coach anyway. Mm-hmm. It's just this has been a disaster. I mean, they can't move off Russell Russell because obviously they just gave him that new contract. Um, it's no way they can move off of him, and you know, mm-hmm. unless they you could convince somebody to trade for him, which I don't think you can at this point. Um, so yes, yeah, the coach, the coach will be be gone. So 
Yeah, I, I still think he's gone at the end of the season. Yeah, they're going to need a big turnaround. Like, if they make the playoffs, I think he'll be fine. And they still have a chance. I mean, it's still oh, a lot yeah, of yeah, go, yeah. But... Like I said, they reel off like yeah. six, seven straight, then okay. I think he saves his job at least for one more year because then, you know, they'll say, oh, it just took some time to yeah. go to jail. But they're continuing on this pace where, you know, they only get, you know, six, seven wins and they miss the playoffs. So, yeah, I think he's he's done. So um, the trade deadline passed the other day. Uh, we're recording this on a Wednesday, so it was uh, Tuesday. The first was the trade deadline. Was there a particular trade to you that stood out? Like, like one that you think could put a team like even over the hump? Any of them? Uh, would you, which one would you say was your favorite of all the transactions? Uh, Raquan Smith to the Ravens. Oh, Roquan Smith. Yeah, I'm sorry, Roquan Smith. I said Raquan mm-hmm. Smith. Yeah, Roquan Smith to the Ravens. Yeah, yeah, yeah. for sure. I think that is going to really help the Ravens D. Um, I mean, he he's so talented. I mean, I just think with the Bears, first of all, he didn't want to be there. And I don't know if you saw his press conference after they traded Robert Quinn. It was like crazy. He was on the verge of yeah, tears. Yeah, he was like he's on the podium crying. Yeah, mm-hmm. I you kind of knew from there, like, okay, he doesn't want to be here anymore. Like he, and then if you watch the Dallas game, now I didn't see a lot of the Dallas game this weekend because of a you know a situation. But um, I uh, when I watched the highlights. Just the way he was playing, you could tell he he really didn't want to be out there, or at least be out there for the Bears. You know what I mean? I I think I think he needed a change of scenery, and I think he's really going to help that Ravens D. Um, and that Ravens D starting to get a, you know gel a little better because you know they've had a few of those like fourth quarter blunders where they give up the lead and stuff. I think he's going to definitely help that because um, I think he's like I said, I think he's really talented. I think he, I mean, he has the potential to be a superstar linebacker. I mean, I know this is only what his second or third year. Um, but, um, yeah, I, I like that move by the Ravens. I think that can, I don't know if that makes them a Super Bowl contender, but they can definitely be, you know, go kind of deep in the playoffs kind of contender. You know what I mean? Yeah, that was a good move. There's a couple other ones I really liked. I really liked the TJ Hawkinson move to the Vikings. Too. Yeah, a lot of people would a lot of people would say mm-hmm. hey, giving cousins another weapon with Justin Jefferson, Thielen, and man, that, that right. offense is loaded. Oh yeah, from the running back to the receiver, <sighs> now to the tight end. Yeah, they have it. I well, Kirk Cousins really has no excuse now. Like no, he, he really doesn't. has no and, excuse. And I mean, they've been good. They're six and right. one. Yeah, they're, they're gonna they're gonna be a playoff team. I think it's fair to say now that division's not good, especially the Packers. Right, right. They could have been another most disappointing team. Yeah, so exactly. Far. Exactly. <laughs> Them are the Bucks too, like you said. But yeah, I would say um, I like the the TJ Hawkinson one. It only makes them more explosive. Although I don't think they had any issues on offense anyway. I think it was the question marks are more around their pass rush and maybe their uh, their secondary has actually been playing pretty well this year, but. That was a good one. Another one I really liked was Bradley Chubb to the Dolphins. Yeah, so that was my second one. I was, you know, the Roquan to Roquan to the Ravens. I just thought when I was really just thinking about both of those, like Chubb. Yeah, Chubb going to the Dolphins was big, but yeah, I really like Roquan Smith. Like I said, I think mm-hmm. he has the potential to be like you know top five linebacker in this league. Um, I I, like I said, I just think it was the way he was with the Bears. He just didn't want to be there. I don't know if the Bears were really really using him right. Because if you look at his, like, his rookie year to, like, now, like, it just seems like there was, like, a little bit of a drop-off. And I don't know if that was all his fault. And I think also him holding out was a big thing. You know what I mean? Like I said, I just don't think he wanted to be there. So, um, right. I think a change of favor is going to help. But, yeah, Chubb to the Dolphins, man. Yeah, that's huge, too. Because the, Dolph- the Dolphins' D is is good. I think it's underrated. And t- t- for them to add another pass rusher with that offense they already have, um, yeah, that could, that could also be a game-changer right there, too. Yeah, for sure. I like what the Dolphins are doing, man, and they're 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 a team that's in a good spot as well to kind of make a playoff run and 
Uh, they have a really good secondary as well. So I think that was a good piece. Give them that pass rush, which has been kind of inconsistent. I feel like they haven't had a consistent pass rusher since like Cameron Wake. It's been a little while. So. Yeah, yeah, I agree. Yeah, yeah, good for them. Um, and you know, they were one of the teams I'd like to make the playoffs this year, and I think I think they're gonna do that. So, uh, but yeah, let's transition off of football, man. Unfortunately, these are, this is, this next topic is not things that we enjoy talking about, but we feel like with our platform and uh, you know, being being young black men, it's important to talk about this stuff. But you know, unfortunately, I believe it was on Halloween. Uh, the rap, the rapper uh, Takeoff was obviously a part of the group. Meet the rap group Migos was killed. Uh, he was shot and killed in uh, in Houston at a bowling alley. Um, just senseless, you know. I, I, there's 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 um, conflicting stories out there about exactly how things went down, but it was during a dice game, and and I guess the the the, the one of the um, stories is that he was trying to like kind of break up a fight. He wasn't really involved in any sort of confrontation, and he was it was almost like he was in the middle of it, and and, and he got you know shot and the attention wasn't for him to get shot but unfortunately that's how it went down but you know this is just adding to a list of of young black art rap artists that we've seen get killed you know over the last four years you know nipsey back in 2019 pop smoke in 2020 um i remember that dude uh young dolph i'm not familiar with his music but he was another young guy pnb rock in la um just about a month or so ago um, and it's all the same, man. It's, 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 it's sounding like a broken record. It's off of nothing. It's, you know, it's just, you, you, unfortunately, I don't feel like we see this um, with other, you know, outside of the black community, you know, when there's no issue with, you know, whether it's white artists or Hispanic artists, where, whichever direction you want to go. And that's what hurts about this stuff. It's just like, why is it happening to our people? You know, and well, what are your thoughts on that? Yeah, like you said, man, just try to sound like a broken record. Um, you know what? I, some things I'm going to say tonight may upset some people. You may not agree, and that's fine. We, I'm always open to having open dialogue and having different different um, opinions and kind of thoughts of you know how you know to you know to talk about this. But the one thing that's been striking me with all all those cases that you named is that if you notice that, well, two things. Um, one with the takeoff thing why was he okay so my thing is this why was he there playing dice with no security and just in an open bowling alley him and Quavo why like they're millionaires like I'm, I'm sorry like I, I when you it you know when you come to a point in your life as a, as, a, as, a, as a man not just as a black man just as a man and as a grown-up that certain things you just don't do anymore you know you have to leave behind and, um, you know, I understand a lot of these rappers come from, you know, uh, urban kind of low impoverished, you know, neighborhoods, you know, if you want to call it, quote unquote, the hood. Um, I, I get all that. But at some point, you, you have to mature and kind of say to yourself, OK, not to put yourself in those situations. You have to be you have to be careful and watch how you move within, you know, the world, you know what I mean? Especially when you're in the public eye, like, like he was, um, there's certain places you don't need to be like, there's nothing you have to prove. And I, I always question, like, what are some of these rappers trying to prove? Is it, are they trying to prove to women or the, to themselves or this whole, you know, I want to keep it real because I'm from this area. I'm from this state or city. I, I'm really trying to understand. And I, I, I really, it really boggles my mind how, some of these rappers have put themselves in these situations. Now, 
again, it's sad that, you know, a lot of these young men and like you said, the artists are losing, losing their life. But I almost feel like sometimes it's self-inflicted and it's like they they put themselves in that situation. And you kind of say, well, what did you expect to happen? Like, look at the whole situation as a whole. So, again, mm-hmm. it was at a bowling alley. There were people with guns involved. You know, Texas is an open carry state. So, you know, you can just carry a gun. Um, you're playing a dice game. And from what I heard from some stories, there were thousands of dollars put up. So, you know, you're playing dice game where people are putting up thousands of dollars. It's not like one or two dollars, maybe even a couple hundred thousands. You know, from what I heard, the tens into the hundreds of thousands, they're playing dice. Um, and apparently, you know, obviously people got mad because you're rolling and, you know, oh, no, that's, you know, my not my role. And that's, you know, you're not taking my money. What do you expect to happen? Like, I, you know, I just... Again, this, just looking at the situation as a whole, um, like, why were him and Quavo even playing dice in a bowling alley? Like, why were you doing that? Now, like, now to, to here's the thing. I, I definitely see where you're going with this. Like, you have to move differently uh, when you're a celebrity. You just do. Like, mm-hmm. do that in your own home. Do you, um, you guys have I money. agree. Like, do that at the crib with your boys. Like, the, if I, I invited you to my crib to, to roll, play dice, who cares? We're in the privacy of my own home. You know, which it's just fine. Do the things you enjoy doing, but you just have to move a little differently when you're in the spotlight, especially when there are people targeting you, unfortunately, because there's nothing wrong with playing dice at a bowl. Like what the the action he was doing shouldn't have got him killed. Like he wasn't doing anything wrong. He was just there. Like he it's unfortunate to say he shouldn't be there because it's not like he was doing anything illegal or like. Yo, you shouldn't be doing that. I understand where people are coming from. Like, you can't put yourself in that spot. And, of course, I said the same thing as well. But it shouldn't negate from the fact that he didn't deserve to get killed um, based off the fact that, oh, he was playing dice with his boys. Like, Yeah, no, no. And I'm not, and I'm not saying that, Quab. I'm not saying Yeah, no, I know you're not saying that. What I'm saying is it, it, it shouldn't lead to violence. Like, none of that stuff ever has to lead to violence. And the unfortunate thing is that it always does. That's how we deal with the conflict. And... You know, I, I know the PNB Rock. I wasn't too familiar with him. I actually hadn't even heard of him. Yeah, so that's what I wanted to talk about that situation, the PNB Rock and this Pop Smoke situation. So my second point for this, obviously, because Takeoff is a different situation. I think artists also have to watch what they post on social media and what they present to the world. So obviously, with PNB Rock and Pop Smoke, with Pop Smoke, let's get to Pop Smoke first. So Pop Smoke, you know, he was in LA. Uh, they were renting, I think, an Airbnb, and the house was robbed. Now, earlier that day, he had posted on Instagram him shopping with thousands of dollars, showing what he got, and I guess posting like his location, where he was. And it just goes back to what your your point is, that they're being targeted. So people mm-hmm. are, are looking to you know do that to you. People are looking to rob you, looking to take your jewelry, your money. That's, that's, the, that's the root of the issue, though, is is why, because it's not only black artists that are doing that. Like there are pop artists that are, hey, you know, I'm in I'm in, you know, Hawaii right now. I'm in Maui. Like it's not only black artists that are telling people where they are. So the deeper root of the issue is why are they being targeted? You know why? You know, where whereas other people are not that that's what bothers me more than anything. I understand. Once again, like I said, you got to move a little differently because of that. But my question is, why is that happening? Well, I just think, I, you know, unfortunately, again, and yeah. you may not like what I say, but it seems like it's in our black community. That right, right. No, it's the truth. It's other it's black men like targeting it, yeah. other black men. Yeah. So, again, 
you have to be goes back to what we both are saying. You have to be careful how you move, how you kind of present yourself and what you show to the world, whether it's, you know, what you're posting or whether it's, you know, um, yeah, when you're, when you're, when you're out in public, you know, like going back to the takeoff situation, like you just don't put yourself in certain positions. Why do you think, okay. So, you know, one thing I wanted to bring up too, is that I think a lot of times too, a lot of these young artists, they need to really watch and listen to the OGs of the game. There's a reason why people like Jay-Z, Nas, Ice T, Ice Q, how they move, and they kind of warn you about certain things. Like Jay Z doesn't go anywhere without security, and which he has every right to. He's a billionaire. He's arguably the greatest hip hop artist of all time. He's not going. Let me just tell you this for one I'm from Brooklyn, New York, right? And I, I'm familiar from where Jay Z's from, Marcy Project. That's in Bed Stuy. It's one of the, you know, it's 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 the hood. It's it's one of the roughest housing projects in new york city jay-z doesn't go back there and if he does he's going back with security like and the point i'm trying to make is also these guys you have nothing to prove by going back to mm, the hood where yeah. you're from yeah. and being like oh well, i want to keep it real dude no you don't you don't have to do that and whoever's telling you that is is giving you is putting you in in in, in a bad a bad very bad and dangerous situations you don't need to be around those people because you can ultimately give back without having to go back. Correct. And I was going to bring up somebody like 50 cent 50 cent goes back to, 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 to Queens, but you know what? He goes back with security. He's smart where he goes, how he moves. And if he's there, he's only there for a little while. And he leaves like you, you have nothing to prove to people to show them like, yo, I'm trying to keep it real. Cause I'm from this place to that place. Or like, look, it's, it's, it's good to always, you know, show people that you're successful I get all that. You want to flash money, your jewelry to show success of that you made it. But you have to be smart on how you do it and mm. how you're doing it, like how you're presenting it. Because, again, unfortunately, it's black men targeting other black men here that this is what this is what's happening. And, you know, with the, getting back to the takeoff situation, you're right. He was trying to it sounds like he was trying to uh, play peacemaker. Yep. But he was he was the one to end up getting shot. So apparently one of the one of the stories I've heard, and I don't know if it's true, it hasn't been confirmed, is that he was actually shot by somebody that he was actually with that Oh you know, really? One, so it was like a friendly fire kind of thing? Yes, that's from what I've from what I've read and what I've heard is that one of his own people that he was with actually was, was one of the ones that shot him because apparently whoever they got into it with while he was trying to be peacemaker, they pulled their gun and just started shooting and one of the bullets ended up hitting him. It wasn't even from the opposing or the rival or whatever you want to call it. It was one of his own people. So again, my question is, why are you around those? Why are you around those people? Why are those people around you? It's also, you know, it goes back to the famous saying: is that be careful of the company you keep. That is a very important saying because I I live by that every day. I I, you know, as you know, Quab, you're one of my best friends. I have a very small circle, and I only have a certain amount of people who I trust to keep around me that's not going to put me in situations dangerous situations you have to watch the company you keep you know like everybody should not be around you everybody doesn't deserve your time or your your energy you know what i mean or the privilege to be around you everybody doesn't deserve that and i you know this whole well you know i've known this dude from the hood since i was 10 so what like yeah. you know what you gotta you learn to separate yourself from certain exactly people, you want to you want to use that excuse go ask michael vick of of how that how that turned out for him when he was going through his whole dog fighting thing his his whole friends he was trying to take care of people he was that he grew up with 
Go watch the documentary on ESPN and how he talks about that and how he lives with regrets of like, yo, I should have been more careful of the company I kept. That's a true statement. Yeah. Yeah, and you know I, think, I, mean? I think people, yeah, and you, you had mentioned the OGs, and I think it, it shouldn't even have to come from them. I think there should be enough people in your circle of, of whether it's family, your partner, just to let you know, like, hey, you, you, you got you to gotta make better decisions. You got to move a little differently because, once again, we're, the, the root of the issue is why are they being targeted? That could be a whole podcast by itself. Right. But it's it's reality. So we're facing the reality that, if you're a celebrity and you look a certain way and you're in a, you, you know, you, you're, it's, it's mostly hip hop or rap music. Let's just keep it real. You're not right. Right. Happen to R and B singers, you know? So when you're in that influx of people, um, unfortunately, and, and we're going to hear more about this kind of stuff. Unfortunately, Dude, takeoff was 28 years old, man. Exactly. 28. Uh, Pop smoke was, was Pop even 21. Yeah. It was 20. It was 20 when he passed. Ooh. Nipsey was probably what early 30s? 33. He was 33. These guys are all young guys, man, with entire lives ahead of them. It's just it's just unfortunate. And it just hurts more because once again, you only see it happen, you only see it happen consistently with people that look like us. And it's just like right. why is that happening? And like you said, man, um, you have to really be cautious of the people around you, um, the people that you allow to come into your life and to be a part of your life. And um yeah, man, it's it's unfortunate, man. I hate talking about this stuff, but it's, you know, I don't know, man. And and sometimes you feel kind of helpless, you know. Yeah, I get it. I get it. I mean, look, man, look, we're both from somewhat the inner cities. Like I said, I'm from Brooklyn. I know you're from Fontana, which is a part of San Bernardino. You know, Cali. Mm -hmm. But I I just look at it like both of us, man. Like, look, we're grown men. I feel like we know where to go, how to move, and how to be careful. Like, you're not gonna. I don't see your you see you putting yourself in a situation where you're around cats with guns and at a dice game. No, well, I, didn't, I, mean? I also didn't grow up around that though. See, those guys grew up around that, so it, it is it is a little. I understand why it may be tough to kind of leave that behind. You feel like you're betraying your people, leaving your people behind. That I never grew up in that environment, so for me that it, it's foreign. I'm like, well, yeah, why would I ever do that? For them, they care. A lot of them carry guns themselves, so right, it's a normal thing. Um, but yeah, man, it's just, I saw that. I woke up early Halloween morning and, and I saw it on my, on IG and I almost was taken aback. I'm like, wait a minute. He, like what? Like you almost don't believe it. But then you start to see all these credible sources giving you the, the news and it's just, it's just tragic, man. You know? It's, it's, yeah, no, it is. It is. Yeah. And I, and I understand you said you didn't grow up around that, but again, it's just that you have the smarts and worth all to know. Yeah. I don't need to be around this. Like, yeah, granted, if you didn't grow up around it, but let's say you had a friend who grew up like that or that you knew and, then you know, you're real cool with, but you have the wherewithal to say, yo, this is not my crowd or, yo, I'm not at that point in my life anymore. You know what I mean? I'm not young. You know, I'm not doing that. You know what I mean? Could you, say that's how, that, could you say that's a way to get targeted because you're like, oh, you're leaving. OK, like, oh, you're turning your back on us. You're, you know, what I'm saying you're betraying us. We're, we're your people. That could be another way to get a target on you when you when they feel like you've betrayed them. Yeah, but that's another thing that well, that's a whole other pod as well. We can talk about this whole like keeping it real and turning your back on your hood and stuff. Man, look, everybody has a right to be happy. Everybody has a right to better themselves. Like our parents grew up trying to trying to better when they had us to give us better lives. They have the same right to do that as well. Why would you 
if you grew up in the hood in an impoverished like city or neighborhood, why would you want to stay there and, and, and to keep it real to do what? Mm-hmm. Like you, you're supposed to be bettering your life. So I don't, I would never understand or never agree with this whole, you know, Oh, you're turning your back on them because yeah, you're not coming back to the community or you went and, you know, did something good for yourself to try to better your life. And they look at it as betrayal. Like that's BS to me. I'm sorry. Like yeah. I call BS on that. Like, that that thinking, that way of thinking, those people you don't need to be around. You don't really need to even be talking to them ever again. That's mm-hmm. the way they think. You know what I mean? Um, it's okay to give back, like you said, to go back and give back and try to help people. It doesn't mean you have to live there. It doesn't mean you have to talk to those people every day. You know what I mean? And or try to like, you know, bring them in your life and do stuff for them. It doesn't mean that. Like everybody doesn't need to be around you. Some people are bad influence. Some people are out here. They're just trouble. You know what I mean? It's just mm-hmm. the way it is. Like, you know, I, I hate to say it, but yeah, it's just it's just the way it is. And you have to be conscious and kind of keep it real with yourself is that, look, I can't put myself in that situation anymore, be around these kind of people anymore because of what I'm doing. Like, you know, the Migos, they're millionaires. You know, like, I'm sorry. Like, I'm not going to be in the hood as yeah, a millionaire. I'm not going to be shooting dice you know, at a bowling alley when I make millions of dollars. I'm just not going to be doing that. For what? Like, I, w- I wouldn't tell even want to do me that. Why, tell, me, tell me the reason why. I understand you said, oh, yeah, well, they, they grew up around it's normal. But why, though? Like, I would even no, ask them. I, I, I would ask Quavo. I would ask Quavo and Offset, you know, why are you still doing that? I know Offset wasn't there, but why? For I what? don't even care how much money, like, I could be making $70,000 a year, $60,000. I'm not doing that. I'm good. I'm not interested, you know? Right, right. So... Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's, it's unfortunate, man. You know, you don't want to talk about this stuff and these, these guys are so young, like I mentioned. So, yeah, man, hopefully, hopefully we see some changes when it comes to that type of stuff, but how the question is, you know, does there need to be some, you know, you see a lot of things like, does there need to be a a summit, like a hip hop summit? But they've had that, you know, we've, we've had that in the nineties. Maybe it needs to be annual. Maybe it needs to be more often. I don't know anything, anything that could help, you know? But here's the thing, too, also, Quab, some of these young hip-hop artists also have to be open to it. And I don't know if some of these young hip-hop artists are going to always be open or listen. As I said, listen to the OGs or listen to, like, look at stuff like this and say, you know what? Yeah, I need to kind of change how I move. Some some of them are not going to get it. Some think it's this is okay. Like, oh, this is a part of the game. This is a part of the, the industry. No, it's not. It is, it's Getting killed at a young age as a young black man should not be the norm. Like, oh, yes, yeah, is a normal thing. Like, especially when you're making money, I get if you're like in a gang or you're selling drugs, like, well, yeah, you yeah. kind of expect that's going to happen. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? There's only two, two ways out of that jail or in the, in the cemetery, but yeah. not, not, you know, as a rapper, that shouldn't be the, the kind of, you know, uh, choice you have. Like, yo, it might be the grave or the cemetery if I'm, you know, going into hip hop. Nah, come on, man. Yeah, no, you're right. You're right. But yeah, D, hopefully this is not something we have to talk about often, but, uh, you know, like we always mention, we're glad we have the platform to be able to talk about it. And, um, you know, but the, the 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 less we have to talk about it, man, the better. But unfortunately, that's not always reality. So, but yeah, man, it's always nice to chop it up with you um, about about everything, whether it's fun. You know, we, we have a lot of fun on the podcast, too, but obviously we like to put aside time for this type of stuff, too. So, right. Yeah, man. Uh, congrats once again on getting that new crib. I'm looking forward. Appreciate to, it. Appreciate you know, it. You know, you know me. I'm just looking for that invite. I'm there. So. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. It will yeah. probably take some, you know, like I said, a few nah, months. No rush, probably man. into the year. But uh, 
yeah, we'll definitely have a little something at some point. Um, but uh, yeah, just excited with starting the process and starting this kind of new chapter in me and my wife's life. You know what I mean? So definitely Absolutely. looking forward to it. Um, yeah, it's great. All right, sounds good, D. So we'll do it again next time, man. All right, peace. Peace.